Hello, and welcome to another message from God's Way Through Christ Ministry, where we aspire to live life on purpose through the sharing of God's Word. Here is Pastor Nate with today's message. Hello, and welcome to another message from God's Way Through Christ Ministry. Thank you for joining us on this Sunday service in the sharing of God's Word. This is where we study learn and we abide in our personal journeys along our daily walk with Christ. One thing that I know for sure is that there is our way and there is God's way. Father in heaven, we thank you for this opportunity, for this time of fellowship, for waking us up this, this morning to be here to be able to to share and come together in fellowship. We thank you for peace of mind, love in our hearts, the discernment, direction, and guidance that you've given us. We thank you for your protection. We thank you for your purpose, your path, your way that you lead us to accomplish the good that you would have us to in our lives, through our lives, that we can be a blessing to others, to to lead them to you. We are thankful to be members of the body of Christ. Father, I ask that you use me as a vessel to share your word, your knowledge, your wisdom through me to your people, that it may lift them up, encourage them, inspire them to live up to their fullest potential in Christ, in the body of Christ. All of this we ask and pray in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Well, we uh, glad that you could join us. Um, glad that you are you are here or choosing, choosing to be here. Today I want to talk uh, about leadership in God's way. Uh, and before you choose to skip this message, know that it applies to each and every one of us. And that includes you. Uh, today's text is, is taken from a, a psalm whose, whose author is not known, uh, nor the, the specific situation that, that caused uh, the reasoning for the writing, but uh, it is believed that it is related to either pre or the, the exile when the Jews were taken away from Judah and forced to live in Babylon. Um, it also could have been written when they returned home after uh, being forced to, to spend 70 years there. The, the point being is they, they were, the author uh, was facing deep oppression and persecution. Uh, they, they were making an appeal to, to God to judge and to deal with the cruel oppressors uh, while protecting his, God's, God's people. It, it was a, a, a quest to try to address, uh, speak to, and answer uh, the, the mortal ills uh, that were prevalent during this, this time, especially with the, the rulers, those that were, that were in power. Uh, in other words, the, the errant and, and cruel behaviors of some in leadership positions at this at that time and and roles leadership positions and roles that even went so far as to mock god 
uh, that's being called into to question by the author of this psalm, pleading for mercy, um, and 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 uh, and and that justice be be served. Uh, suffice to say, that very same issue uh, is of grave concern in the present day. Um, in the present, as it appears, hatred, division, uh, self-promotion, selfishness, meanness, uh, carnal desires uh, as a priority overall, uh, and a multitude of sins plagues mankind at this very moment. Plagues. Um, the, 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 yes, there, there's a, a global pandemic, but this plague was before and it appears will remain after and is in some respects for our souls far more for dire um that plague that i just spoke of in all instances is by choice of the individual some knowingly while others are not necessarily uh, fully aware of the danger of their actions so it may be in their subconscious. They may not fully um, uh, grasp and understand uh, or appreciate uh, the impact, negative impact of, of their actions. So the, the point being is to clearly reiterate the, the affirmation in, in the psalm that God reigns as the king of kings, or to put it in today's terms, the leader of leaders. So I'm going to read a bit of a story uh, to you of the, the passages, the, the specific verses uh, taken from Psalms at 94. I'm going to read 8 through 23 from the uh, New International Reader's Version, starting with, with verse 8. <clears throat> you who are wise, pay attention. You foolish people, when will you become wise? Does he who made the ear not hear? Does he who formed the eye not see? Does he who corrects nations not punish? Do, does he who teaches human beings not know anything? The Lord knows what people think. He knows that their thoughts don't amount to anything. Lord, blessed is the man you correct. Blessed is the person you teach from your law. You give him rest from times of trouble until a pit is dug to trap sinners. The Lord won't say no to his people. He will never desert those who belong to him. He will again judge people in keeping with what is right. All those who have honest hearts will follow the right way. Who will rise up? for me against sinful people? Who will stand up for me against those who do evil? In verse 17, suppose the Lord had not helped me, then I would soon have been lying quietly in a grave. I said, my foot is slipping, but Lord, your love kept me from falling. I was worried, but your comfort brought joy to my heart. Can you have anything to do with rulers who aren't fair? 
Can those who make laws that cause suffering be friends of yours? They join together against those who do what is right. They sentence to death those who aren't guilty of doing anything wrong. But the Lord has become like a fort to me. My God is my rock. I go to him for safety. He will pay them back for their sins. He will destroy them for their evil acts. The Lord our God will destroy them. So the title topic for today is, How are you living your leading? How are you living your leading? Leadership comes in many forms. Uh, a, a leader, defined in, in biblical terms, is the act of influencing and servicing others out of Christ's interests to accomplish God's purpose for and through his people. I'm going to say that again. In biblical terms, a leader is the act of influencing and serving others out of Christ's interests to accomplish God's purpose for and through his people. In worldly terms, it means a person who leads or commands a group, organization, or country. N notice the distinct difference here. The, the crucial point is whose purpose, God's or man's? Whose purpose is that leader leading for, on behalf of God's or himself, man's. There are formal leaders, usually appointed by someone or, or some group. Then there are informal leaders who've been adopted by the, the peers, by their peers or, or colleagues. Amongst all leadership types, there are good leaders who inspire and bad leaders who contribute to the moral decay of society. Hands down, the most essential attribute of leadership is character. I am going to repeat that. Hands down, the most essential attribute of leadership is character. Character is what's on the inside. Why? Because th that's who we truly are, how we actually live. No facade, no pretending, just who we genuinely are. In other words, our character is prescribed how we choose to live our lives. There's no, no mistaking there. So, one point I want to make is, if the world sees you, God sees you too. This is especially true if, if you are a leader. We hear this overused phrase nowadays. It says, I see you. I see you. And, and it, 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 to the point of annoyance. And it, it takes on many different connotations, uh, both positively and, and negatively, but n not only does God see you, I want to remind you, but he also hears us, what we think as well. And 
So with that, some of you are probably saying to yourselves right now, Rotro. <laughs> um, yeah. Depending on what your thoughts are. Depending on what your focus is. Me focus versus being a servant leader. God focused. And in, 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 I'm going to take some of the verses from that passage and read them from the Amplified, um, verses 8 through 11, um, in, coming again from Psalms 94. In the Amplified, it says, the verse 8, Consider and understand, you stupid ones, among the people, and you self-confident fools, when will you become wise? He who planted the ear, shall he not hear? He who formed the eye, shall he not see? He who disciplines and instructs the nations, shall he not punish? He who teaches man knowledge? In verse 11, the Lord knows the thoughts of man, that they are vain, empty, and futile only a breath. So in, the, in these verses, the Lord translates from the Hebrew word Yahweh, Jehovah. Uh, the, this psalmist uh, it was written in, which, which means always alive. In, in those verses, the psalmist is speaking specifically to, to bad leaders, poor leaders, inept leaders. He is warning them to take heed, to, to be aware of their thoughts, behaviors, and actions, especially how they affect others, namely God's people, lest they be punished. In, in verse 11, when referencing the, the thoughts of corrupt, inept leaders, those pride-filled, vain, empty, and futile thoughts can also be described as empty air, uh, foolish or, or silly if we were to use today's terms. So, so if you find yourself in a position of leadership, this is for you. And before you say this doesn't apply, know that in some way or another, all, we all are leaders in some way or another, some form. You are a leader if you are a parent, a teacher, an executive, public official, or have authority over others. You are a leader if you are a student, volunteer, homemaker, have siblings, friends, or are retired. You are a leader, especially if you have chosen to walk with Christ, accepting God's gift of salvation and eternal life. Others, besides God, see you in that. You, you, you are, in, in, in many respects, leading by example to proclaim yourself as being a Christian, as walking with Christ, automatically makes you a leader. Because you can lead others to or away from the body of Christ. So what happens when leaders lead God's way. There is a profound and extraordinary impact when a leader leads God's way, a, a, a state of being and existence that cannot be accomplished in any other way, in fact. Uh, God's plan, design, purpose, uh, 
that plan is above anything man could ever conceive and then they're puny mind comparatively put simply everything tends to work better when they function in the manner and according to the purpose of the creator designer engineering spec and manufacturer at least that's been my experience <laughs> when i when i drive my car on the road um and refrain from trying to drive it in the ocean it works better right Boats work better in water, cars work better on land. Um, simplistic, but how they, how they were designed. I'm going to speak here with, from, from the Amplified again in, in Psalms 94, uh, verses 12 through 15. Verse 12, it says, Blessed, happy, fortunate, to be envied, is the man whom you disciplined and instruct, O Lord, and teach out of your law that you may give him power to keep himself calm in the days of adversity until the inevitable pit of corruption is dug for the wicked for the lord will not cast off nor spurn his people neither will he abandon his heritage for justice will return to the uncompromisingly righteous and all that up all and all the upright in heart will follow it so so these verses are in reference to to good people good leaders and what happens when they lead god's way uh, those who have love in their hearts their thoughts being aligned with god's purpose because of the love in their hearts and Holy Spirit that lives within them. In other words, they are operating, functioning in, a, in accordance with the way they were designed. This is accomplished by allowing God, the Lord, to rule over their lives. This precept is as simple as it sounds. Let God instruct and guide you, and you will be blessed. In doing so, God will give you the power and all that you need to face and go through and conquer any adversity you face. God will never leave or forsake you, nor your children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren, and so on, and so on, and so on. Never mind the evildoers. Those who choose to be wicked, justice will be served. So what does God do for his people? First, who are God's people? Many are known as Christians, of course, uh, but the true definition here is those who make a covenant with God to agree to love and obey him. The true definition, God's people, those who make a covenant with God to agree to love and obey him so what does he do for those people his people and in, in, in psalms 94 again in the amplified verses 16 through 23 who will rise up for me against evildoers who will stand up for me against the workers of iniquity verse 17 unless the lord had been my help i would soon have dwelt in the land 
where there is silence. When I said my foot is slipping, your mercy and loving kindness, O Lord, held me up. In the multitude of my anxious thoughts within me, your comforts cheer and light my soul. Shall the throne of inequity have fellowship with you? They who frame and hide their unrighteousness doings under the sacred name of law, they band themselves together against the life of the consistently righteous and condemn the innocent to death. But the Lord has become my high tower and defense, and my God the rock of my refuge. Verse 23, And he will turn back upon their inequity and will wipe them out by means of their own wickedness. The Lord our God will wipe them out. So what do these verses uh, tell us? They, they tell us that God is speaking to us first through this psalmist to say that even though we will have trouble in this life, God is and always will be in control. God will fight for us and keep us safe. Those who do evil will have to answer to their acts, deeds, and behaviors. Don't be one of them. Without God, we would not have life. With God, we have eternal life. Having chosen to walk with Christ, no matter what we face in this life, His mercy and love for us will sustain us, give us strength, and keep us on the path He has set out for us to follow. Whenever we are anxious about anything, we can turn to Him, and His grace will not only provide us with comfort, it will restore peace and joy in our souls. If, you have, if you've ever experienced having your soul be made happy in the midst of a trial, then you know firsthand what I'm talking about and how indescribably comforting that can be. I have faced many a trial, many a challenge in my life, been knocked down brutally, many times unfairly, unjustly. And when reaching out to God for his mercy and grace, I spoke of this many times in many messages, and experiencing that peace that surpasses all understanding. I mean, it doesn't make sense. I should not feel peaceful in, in having been wronged, having been spoken ill of, having been mistreated, having these things occurred, having lost things as a result. I, I, I should be, in the, from the world's way, in despair, ready to give up, ready to quit, angry, looking for vengeance. But instead, I turn to God for his grace and his protection. And not only does he, had he, did he protect me, but he restored that peace and cherry on top, joy. When you experience that joy in the middle of that trial, when you experience that joy when there should be unrest, then you know that you know that you know that you know him and that he lives within you 
and who your protector, who your provider, who your, your shield from the fiery darts really truly is. That is a place to live and stay and remain if for no other reason than that there alone. So when, when we encounter unhappiness and sadness, God himself will make us glad and confident again. These, these verses are saying he will assure us that everything will be okay. God will assuredly deal with those leaders who do wrong in due time. Be ever more confident of that truth. So what would you take away from this? Be willing to give your heart, your life to God to direct as he sees fit. Have love in your heart. Let your thoughts, your, your mind be pleasing to God, filled only with good, pleasant, and righteous thoughts. That will enable you to kingdom impactfully lead by example. Then, in all that you do, in how you live, in every manner in which you lead, lead from your heart as well as your mind. Then, things will go and end well. They will go as planned and end well. Be encouraged. We make mistakes. God does not. He, his plans, his ways, his path, his purpose, and yes, even his gift to us is perfect in every way. Father God, we, we thank you for this time that we've uh, had to, to come together, to join, to fellowship, to feast on your word, to feast uh, in an extravagant meal that is nourishing, that is good for us, that will help sustain us, that provides for us, that nourishes our souls. Nothing bad in it, all good ingredients. Father, we, we thank you for who you are, who you have shown yourself to be in the past, present, and already in the future because you are already there. You are always there before we arrive. Your plan, your ways, your purpose, they are for us to sustain us, to help us because you love us. So they are in, in, in that way good for us. God, I ask that this word goes out to hearts and minds to enter into the hearts, to penetrate the minds, to soften and to open up individuals to be willing to accept you into their lives, to accept you, to, to allow you to guide them, to minister to them, to give them discernment on the way and the path that they should go. And God, if they don't know you, if they haven't accepted you yet, I pray that they pray this prayer with me so that they can begin to form and develop a relationship with you. It's called the sinner's prayer and it goes like this. God, I know I am a sinner and I cannot save myself. I confess with my mouth and I believe in my heart 
that your son Jesus gave up his life for me by dying on the cross in my place and rose again so that I may be saved. I ask that you come into my heart and I accept your precious gift of salvation, victory over sin, and eternal life with you. This we ask and pray in your Son, Jesus' name. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, you have accepted Christ into your life. Today is a new beginning, a white slate, a new opportunity, an opportunity for you to develop a relationship, one of the, if not the most important relationship in your life that will help guide you through the challenges that we will face. We don't get through this life without any challenges. It just isn't realistic. It just doesn't happen. So I encourage you as a result to read and study and immerse yourself, blanket yourself in God's word so that you will be well equipped to manage the challenges that you will face while here on earth and emerge victoriously with peace and with joy. Please share this message with others to encourage them in their daily walk with Christ. I would appreciate it if you would do that. Thank you for joining. We appreciate your support, and I hope you can join us again next Sunday. Until then, go and live your blessed life on purpose. Thank you for joining and worshiping with us today. I hope your soul was fed and thoughts stirred in the sharing of God's word and that today's message will inspire you to live a godly life. Whether viewing on our website or one of the social media platforms, we ask that you consider supporting our ministry with a donation of any size. To do so, please visit our website at www. Dot gwtcm.org. That's www.gwtcm.org. We appreciate you and your support. We look forward to sharing God's message with you again. Until then, be well, blessed, and live a life on purpose.